right, guys, this is Broker Brett, and we have a, a unique episode coming at you today, a little bit of barbecue talk, a little bit of football talk with the uh, one and only Billy Ray. How you doing, sir? Thanks for uh, doing, coming on. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Billy and my brother Todd are actually roommates, and they make us all salivate and do amazing barbecue you know, pictures and everything on Instagram. I get probably my most activity off anything I'm doing cooking-wise, so you know, I think when you're in like small business, you can't just be talking shop all the time. Sometimes you got to have fun things that you can talk about your hobbies and activities. But yeah, Billy, you guys always crush that barbecue game. Oh, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's been fun. And uh, everybody loves food, huh? 100%. And I like your guys approach to the, uh, the Stater Brothers, what's on sale, let's get creative, you know, like kind of almost make it like your own little like top chef or something where you don't know what you're working on until you get there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's partly, you know, uh, somebody once told me, you know, barbecue is so expensive. I'm like, no, it's not. Not if you work, you know, with what you got. And so that's kind of how I've, we've done probably everything. You know what I mean? Go see what's on sale and then try and make something good out of that. Yeah, dude. And before we uh, started recording, we were talking about the rubs and everything. Cause I know I was trying to instigate you and Todd to start your own little barbecue <laughs> rub company. Dude, I do agree. Like when you have a nice piece of meat, then it's just olive oil, salt, pepper, let the meat kind of flavor itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, adding in a couple of wood chips or wood flavor, you know, with the Traeger is the third uh, flavor. Yeah, 100%. And then for me, it's funny, but like if it's ever a goofier piece of meat or like not as crazy a steak, then I'll use a rub or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of dress them up. But yeah, if you have something decent, you know, let that flavor right. shine for itself. Yeah. Jeez. Um, One of the best things I think I've cooked is a London broil. It's, it's a tough piece of meat, you know, and just doctored up. And then, you know, serve it up. And that's pretty good. Dude, especially that Traeger. Just let that thing sit on there low and slow and kind of let all the flavor work into it. Those things are awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it really is. And uh, honestly, it kind of wet, whetted my appetite for more, you know. Um, since then, I've also gotten a Weber Smoky Mountain that I, uh, that I love to use, too. It's a little more, you know, maintenance because you have to put the, you know, deal with the fire and everything else, too. Yeah, then I'm on the other end of the spectrum with the good old Weber kettle, the little $80 guy that you just kind of, I think those it's a things, good excuse though. Oh yeah, those things, everybody loves them. I, I just, I found um, this Weber Smoky Mountain on OfferUp and just, it's just been amazing. Is that the Weber uh, Smoker, like the old bullet one or which one's yeah. the uh, Smoky Mountain? Yeah, it's the, it's the one that looks like R2-D2. That's cool. And like, I don't know, for me, like, I like the Weber because you have to babysit it. You kind of have to be outside. It's a good excuse just to kind of go like, do something that oh. has your attention, you know? Yeah, totally. And, you know, never need um, too much of an excuse to sit outside and drink, you know, beverages. Yeah, whatever. Well, watching a fire. <laughs> well, watching a fire, you know? The freaking Traeger's crazy, though, too. The Traeger's like a smoky little oven that just makes everything perfect. Those like smoke rings on the Traeger always blow my mind. Oh, yeah. And, but, you know, at the same time, it does make it kind of a little, you know, not boring, but uh, just not as intensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a little set it and forget it. And so mm -hmm. we were saying you're going minimal on the rubs, but I was joking that you and Toddy need to start like a, a barbecue <laughs> rub company. It's like, it's like three to 10 grand I saw. You can do it from your house, come up with your own special blends. Yeah. Right. That would be awesome. Um, but like, like I was telling you, um, Right now, I'd probably just make a salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, because Billy that, Ray's that, simple seasoning, you know, yeah, that's all man. you need. I have, uh, I did get this stuff um, from Barbecue's Glore about a week or two ago. It's called White Lightning. 
and that is just a little bit of a spaz, uh, pizzazzed up salt, pepper, garlic. And um, I've done it on a couple tri-tips. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I got a Santa Maria seasoning that I think is real similar. Just super simple, straightforward, yeah. putting that stuff on everything. Yeah, so oh, the, tri yeah. the tri-tip's excellent. Uh, Ribeyes, boneless ribeye kind of got me going too. And right. You start getting more creative. Oh, yeah. And shoot, I made a, did some sort of skillet casserole the other day um, with sausages and uh, uh, cauliflower rice and vegetables. And I even put that stuff in that. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds phenomenal that's super good it, it ended up being really good yeah did it on the skillet in the traeger so it had a little smoke flavor in it so like for people who are more barbecue beginners like one of the great things i heard was like let your red meat out for like you know 20 30 minutes ahead of time you know make sure it's at room temperature yeah i um i that's what i've heard and i do for the most part um always too except i have this book um i can't remember the name of it right now and this guy did science experiments you know what i mean yeah, yeah About, not the uh, barbecue bible i don't know there's a few out there that are great <laughs> yeah i don't i it's literally next to my bed um and i can't remember the name of it but he says you get more of the smoke flavor and everything if you go cold if you put everything on cold but in reality you know i mean that, that just means it takes longer to cook so of course it's gonna you know get more smoke but he he is dead this guy's dead set against uh resting and everything so and like he's had scientists pick up the amount of juices that come out of it if you let it rest or if you don't let it rest and it's all the same. So it's, it's, it's interesting, interesting, you know, yeah. yeah. And what it comes down to is, uh, you know, just keep trying and, you know, find out what you like. Yeah, the rest thing's funny. I always go back to Anthony Bourdain, like, don't even look at it. Don't even touch it. Leave it alone. <laughs> Step back, you know? Right. Yeah, but then it's just, it's still cooking. So, you know, if you have, if you pulled it, if you like yourself, medium rare and then all of a sudden you know you let it sit for whatever you know whatever amount of time it might come out medium you know yeah no i always pull it off like 10 degrees before what i want especially the <laughs> nice rest. and then i got mm -hmm. like the little kind of stabby thermometer for on the fly but then i got the bluetooth like dual prong one for the gotcha. stuff it's so good oh yeah oh yeah but i i guess what i was trying to get what i was getting at is there's no wrong answer you know what i mean it's a right answer you know it's whatever you like so you can do it with yeah. whatever you want on yeah. these things, you know? No, 1,000% teach their own, like your own flavors, your own flavor profile. Exactly. Um, dude, in a lot of ways, it is like small business problem solving, whatever else. It's just that <laughs> flexibility. And like you mentioned, having to do a Zoom football coaching right now, too. You know, just that adapting right now to what's Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Like I said, um, we've had, well, when we thought we were going to start a couple weeks ago, we had a full defensive meeting, you know, on Zoom with all the kids and all the coaches in it, just go over our basic stuff that we'd be doing like in spring football, you know, um, and then we kind of just put that on hold because we don't know what's going to happen. But I've also done two, been a part of two uh, cl coaching clinics, one with Utah and one with uh, San Diego State. And that was crazy too. You know, you have a hundred coaches in this Zoom meeting and you're just trying to uh, talk football, which it's a little bit easier in person, you know, when you can shake the guy's hand and, you know, actually talk about stuff that you have in common and stuff like that, instead of just listening to the, some guy talk. I know 100%, definitely prefer that in person. Would they have had those clinics without this or was that kind of spurred on by everyone being remote? Well, I think it was easier to do, but there's all, you know, there's always clinics. Um, 
And if you're not, uh, if you're not progressing and learning, you know, you're going to get left behind. So we always go to a couple of them every year, but I mean, I think it's just easier, you know, instead of going to a, um, you know, a place and watching somebody all day, you know what I mean? You can just get it all done in one at once. Yeah, no, that's cool. And yeah, for background, you coach in varsity, right? Varsity defense. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I coach linebackers. Oh, heck yeah, man. The wild man. Yeah. The ones that go <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And I've been, I've been, um, at the school since it opened. And then I did uh, two years at Eldo before that. So it's been, I think, Bales and I have been together now, what, 15 years? The, the secret to success. You know, he always gets yeah. all the credit, but now I realize where it's coming from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You exactly. got a guy who knows red meat teaching alignment, so yeah, <laughs> ready to roll. Exactly. Yeah. It's fun. Any other, like, kind of random barbecue tips for people? Like, where, where do you think people should start? Like, you know. Well, you know, I mean, shoot, the Weber kettle is a great way to start because you can add those smoke, those wood chunks, you know, and there's, uh, they have separate little gizmos and gadgets to help, you know, this, uh, what is it called? The sear? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they have, th those kettles are so amazing that they, they have so many add-ons. Um, I actually had a buddy, have a buddy who uh, has a Santa Maria attachment for his Weber kettle. So oh, that's cool to check that yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. It goes, you know, obviously it goes up and down. That's how you adjust the heat. But um, so those things are amazing, man. And like you said, it's 80 bucks. So nothing wrong with that. It's just like the fun little like keep yourself amused. And I grew up on like a, you know, gas barbecue in the back of the house with like a little click lighter. It's almost like a stove, you know. So Yeah, totally. And when I first got the kettle, like I was like splitting lighter fluid on top of like the gray, you know, just doing everything wrong you right. know, that you could do. And it just takes time and, you know, yeah. all that. time and, you know, experience. And like, I, like we said earlier, just finding out what you, what you like and making it, getting it from there. Yeah. And so far but, this has been kind of like a, like a small business podcast a little bit. I swear I get so much more interactivity from like my barbecue stuff than I do from anything else. You know, my like little insurance oh, yeah. buddies will eat that stuff up, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's helpful. You know how many people yeah. um you know when they uh talk to me about my Instagram, you know, oh my god, you make me so hungry every day. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, that's what's that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, heck yeah, man. It's fun when it's a, a passion you can share with people and uh I don't know, there's something communal and then something about cooking with fire that's just a whole other animal. You know? Oh yeah. There's a great um new documentary on uh Netflix. I think it's called Barbecue. And it goes kind of what you were just saying it goes around the world and just talking about you know the way different people cook with fire and it's about an hour long it was pretty good and it entertained me <laughs> yeah there you go there you go yeah um, my wife and i wanted to try to cook a whole fish this week we've never done it but that's on my radar for like yeah nice that'll be that should be interesting yeah throw some little herbs in there salt and pepper the thing up but apparently it doesn't sound too hard but we've never done it so i don't know if you're right. getting experience doing those guys or yeah, no, I'm I'm not a fish enjoyer at all, so I uh, I stay away from fish. Yeah, we'll do some like cedar salmon and stuff, but yeah, pretty straightforward so far. Some like trout yeah. on cedar planks, but yeah, I wanna we're gonna try to bust out one of those guys and shove them full of rosemary and hit them with salt and pepper and see how it goes. I'm, I'm sure it'll be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, right on. That, yeah, that's, for me, that'll be a good adventure. Oh, for sure. And then um, 
it's, it's just kind of knowing what you're doing ahead of time. And like, I think it's about the preparation and like looking at your cook times, your temperatures, you know, measuring your stuff out seems to really help, you know, whenever oh. you're getting ready. Oh to yeah, totally. But then, you know, it's, it's also fun just kind of play it by ear and go too, you know, sometimes I but think when, when you're trying something new. Yeah. That's definitely just letting it, you know, having being detailed and prepared is big. Oh, but then, 100%. You know, as you, as then, then as you start, you know, getting used to it, you're just going to wing it. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because like I got that Weber kettle when I was like 29 and then I'm 35 now and just lately I feel comfortable like okay you know I don't need to have a recipe every time or okay I got a good idea on this thing but it was a couple of years of like following instructions and doing what you're supposed to do and then you start breaking the rules yeah exactly and then you know you start playing with temperatures and stuff like that and, you know making it cook longer so you get more of the different flavors in it and stuff like that yeah, and then my other funny hack, we only have one oven, uh, so I'd, I'll cook everything at the same temperature. I'll look up different recipes in like 400 degrees, 400 degrees, so that helps. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, is, that definitely helps, huh? Oh, yeah. No, it's a little strategy thing, but it's clutch. And yeah. Then, uh, but it's funny, working at a bunch of restaurants, closing restaurants got me really comfortable with cleaning, and that's the other trick, too. I think if you want to be good at cooking, like, you can't be afraid to clean, and you just have to almost not enjoy it, but... <laughs> It's just the cousin of cooking, you know? You gotta yeah, cook. totally. It is It is definitely the second part of it. <laughs> so we're, we're Southern California guys. Uh, Stater Brothers is our, our meat place of choice. Super quality for a great price, you know? And then oh yeah, always find a good carniceria too, you know, when you're in Southern California. That's also clutch. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, what did I make a couple weeks ago? Oh, I did. I went to, uh, I got real thin ribeyes, right? Um, bone out. Sounds um, good. Yeah, but I did my own um, carne asada marinade on it, and then oh, cooked yeah. those up. Carne asada ribeyes. Those up like carne asada, and they were. It was probably the best carne asada I've ever had. I bet, because usually, what is it like? Flat meat or like flank yeah, steak? Yeah, it's normally yeah, flat meat. Kinda, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's all marinated and you know slow grilled. Yep, that's cool. Exactly. And you do that. I did that on ribeyes, and it was freaking amazing. Haven't you guys done some other funny orders too? Do you guys do like Omaha Steak Club or something? You guys order a bunch of meat from somewhere? Yeah, we have, um, yeah, Todd has his little uh, rewards thing. And at the end of the year, we ordered a whole bunch of um, Omaha steaks. <laughs> Those are all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're, if I was paying for it, if it'd be worth it, you know, because anything frozen tends to be a little bit not as good, you know? Yeah, it is interesting, the frozen versus fresh. Like, if stuff's just never frozen, so much better. I don't know if it's just because it steals the water out of it or what. Like, frozen's okay, but usually I end up having to marinate it, maybe like chicken or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it, for some reason, yeah, I, I, if you're paying that, you know, for that service or whatever, you know, it's not as, not as good as you'd expect. How's that? Yeah, the other kind of more modern one is a butcher's block or something. I haven't done it yet, but people swear by that one, too. Might yeah, I just had, a friend, just had a friend tell me about that, too. And I was like, oh, huh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I've uh, went to the, uh, gone to the butchery and gotten different things, you know. Um, that's, that's a fairly good piece of meat there when you go there. Yeah, I know that um, place is nice. Yeah, for people, I know it's kind of like a crafty little meat place. And then Costco's, yeah. the other one's got, like, kind of high. But for me, Stater is still nine times out of ten. That quality oh, totally. is good. So straightforward. Totally. But, you know, sometimes you got to step out of the box. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Gems, Gems is freaking amazing, too. Yeah, it's this uh, butcher in Placentia, this small little random, you know, North Orange County city. And it's just like, you know, everything's mm -hmm. on like 
butcher paper with like paint like it's the simplest place of all time and everything's so freaking high quality they have yeah. the uh, the rack that they bring in the cows on like right next to the front door it's just this yeah. old school cool spot i'll have to throw that in the notes too in case anybody's right. there <laughs> yeah because that uh, i've gotten some you know some good deals there too but yeah staters is the go-to of go-to's Oh, 100%. And I think for me too, the go-to, speaking go-to, go-to is just a good tri-tip. Like, you know, maybe you rub one, maybe you just do simple seasoning on the other. Like if you're ever having people over, the best thing for freaking leftovers, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I've been doing these uh, tri-tip sandwiches lately that are... Awesome. Oh, yeah. Put them on a Hawaiian roll, on a, you know, King's Hawaiian roll, and some cheese and some horseradish sauce. Oh, they're, it's amazing. Oh, I've probably yeah. done, I've probably done them like four times in a row. <laughs> no, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds great. And I love the uh, tri-tip and eggs the next day too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, tri-tip is good anywhere. I'm trying to think of what other little like tips and tricks. Last night I kind of cheated and did a cast iron on the stovetop for a ribeye with a bunch of butter. Oh nice, the simple little setup. Yeah. Um, jeez, I don't know. You know the reverse sear. For the for the tri tip is yeah. important, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, That's funny. Yeah, I just yeah. Some people are like, "Oh no, you just steer it first. No, you reverse steer it." Yeah, One no, including your brother. A steer first camp, you know, get the fat melting on top, flip it over, move it indirect. But yeah, so you're you're the uh, reverse steer side of the house. Yes, I am, big time. Because it's uh, I think because it's almost impossible to cool down the barbecue. You know what I mean? And that makes can, sense yeah yeah you can try it and everything else but it doesn't work so well um but yeah just letting it slow and slow for about an hour and then putting it on some flame or some you know real hot nothing like it man truss it up good you know it's funny it's though it's that, like we both end up with good product but like you said totally different approaches like i'll let it get to room temp i'll steer first move indirect let it sit for 10 minutes you're like nah man let's go cold you know reverse <laughs> yeah. yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah well you know i go back and forth on that on the cold normally it sits out you know but it's i don't know depends on what kind of mood how hungry i am you know what i mean <laughs> But yeah, like honestly, though, like you said, kind of choose your own adventure and know what you're trying to get to. As long, I feel like the only cool is you just can't or rules you can't undercook stuff, to, you know, yeah. to a degree. But um, and that's and the digital thermometer on that is important, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, fun. yeah, because that was the other thing I, I meant to make sure I said. You know, when you're uh, barbecuing, you're not really time isn't really the factor. You know what I mean? It's all the temp. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's how you get to that temp, you know, that you can use different ways to get more flavor, less flavor, um, with the either wood or the pellets or the, you know, the charcoal briquettes, whatever you want to use to get more flavor in there. If you go longer and slow and lower, you know, to get to that temp. Yeah. So. Barbecuing is such a different animal than like cooking too. Like you almost shouldn't barbecue if you're like time constraint, just because mm -hmm. you don't totally get to control it. Maybe the Traeger's a little bit different, but for the most part, you almost have to like let it be an adventure and you know, you have oh, a yeah. window to work in, but you know, it's yeah. going to come up when it's ready. <laughs> exactly. And you know, if it makes, if it takes more beers to get it right, then it takes more beers. Yeah. And you're, it's funny, but you're doing a fire. You're not totally in control of it. You know, it's fun. Exactly. Exactly. Especially because my Weber, sometimes it'll run hot. Sometimes it'll run cool. 
you know, and you never really know what's going on. And you're right. The Traeger is a little bit more, you know, dialed in on that, but it's, it just is what it is, you know, and you can't, yeah. you have to, you know, start earlier if you want, you know, it to be done at a certain time. Yeah. Follow, 100%. Yeah. I follow a couple of these uh, pages on Facebook and that's all they ask. How long is it going to take for me to cook this? I, I've been, I, I'm not a commenter. So, you know, I haven't really said my piece. Like, you just let it cook, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, the longer something's going to take, like, you know, you're doing a pork butt, it's going to take seven or eight hours, you know? You have to factor in some some uh, extra time there or even the brisket. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of slow cooks on that, but the uh, I always think it's fun to do uh... – what's it called the slow cooker you know inside the house when you set it up at like lunchtime and then it just takes over it's just oh yeah the whole house it's so good yeah yeah it is it, and and you know it's the same way outside you know what i mean like uh i think it was two weeks ago did a 11 pound brisket put it on at seven in the morning and sounds amazing it, it was actually it, it turned out really good really 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 good how much um, does it cost i think it couldn't have been cheap i think you know i it, it's it's crazy because I've paid, I think I've done six briskets in a year. And I've paid anywhere from $100 at Staters to $40 at uh, Costco. Oh, wow. So it, it just, it, it's, you know, it depends on what, 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 when it's on sale and stuff like that, you know. And for people who don't know too, brisket's like the, I would call it like the college degree, master's degree of cooking. Brisket's no joke. It's tough. It needs time, attention. And then if you do it right, it's so freaking good. Oh, so good. Um, but you can do one on your kettle. And I need to. We've actually done brisket in the slow cooker than the oven, which sounds kind of uh, random. Uh, <laughs> but it was good. It was freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it's definitely a tough piece of meat. And uh, it takes a long time to break it down not to try to force too many business analogies into it, but it's interesting, like the tougher the meat, the longer the cook, the more flavor potential, you know, like the bigger challenge you take on the bigger reward, you know? Oh, totally. Totally. That is, that is definitely, you know, a part of it, but Oh yeah. When that brisket's done, it's, it's well worth it. Yeah. And then uh, Putting stress on it the night before. I mean, it's such a, <laughs> you know, oh, it, yeah. it's weird. And then you wake up early and put it on and you just stress on it all, all over again. Especially like those expensive cuts of meat, like the uh, prime rib, like three or four bone. It's like, it's like, oh, what did yeah. I just pay for this thing that I hope I don't mess up? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but the, you know, like you said, the reward is definitely worth it. It's cool, man. Well, uh, mm -hmm. maybe we'll jump on this one, but I'll try to get you back on. We'll talk barbecue again. And I'll see if I can instigate you and Todd in making a, a simple seasonings company. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, brother. Thanks for coming All on. Right. Talk to you later, Bill. No worries. Uh -huh.